Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you are encouraged by this message from the Nichols Road Campus. For more info, look us up at newdaycommunity.org. Hallelujah! Yes, we thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness, God. Wow, we're so grateful to have this morning to celebrate how good you've been to us this year. Well, you may be seated, folks. We have a special song. The kids are going to share with you what they have been working on the last several months. So kids, if you could all line up over here behind Ellie and get ready to get on stage. (laughs) So Ellie is one of my student leaders. The sixth graders have the option to stay on and help in children's ministry. And so she has an opportunity to um, grow in her leadership and she and the others have done great with that. Okay, go ahead and Take them on stage. My job here. Go, girl. Stand up. Okay. Okay, we need some space. Come all the way down. All the way down. And then, Jane, you can't be behind your sister because no one will see you. Go all the way. Scoot, 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 scoot. Scoot, scoot, scoot. Okay. Okay, we're going to start with their memory verse. Okay, are you ready, guys? Ready? Oh, wait, you're going to do this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Second Timothy 3.16. God has breathed life into all scripture. It is useful for teaching us what is true. It is useful for correcting our mistakes. It is useful for making our lives whole again. It is useful for training us to do what is right. Timothy 3.16. Okay, and now their song. The books of the Bible lead us to revival. Read them one by one. See what God has done. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Judges, first and second, Samuel, first and second, Kings. First and second, Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalm 
they have done such a good job learning about the books of the Bible, about the sections of scripture and the purpose for each. And so I'm so excited for them just to continue. Come over here. I have some questions for you. Why is it so important that you learn the books of the Bible? Why is that important? Silas? So when you open a book up like the Bible, it's really most striking. You open your heart up into a new spiritual world of God. Amen, brother. Okay, William, why? Good job. Why is it so important that we learn the books of the Bible? So you know where they all are, so when you're looking for a specific thing in the Bible, you know where to look. Like if you're looking for Revelation, you know it's in the back. If you're looking for Genesis, you know it's in the front. That's right. What about you, Alice? What's so important about learning the books of the Bible? Because we know God that we love um, him so much. Yeah. We love him, so we want to read his words and know what he has to say, right? Anybody down here? Why is it important that we read the... Do we know the books of the Bible? Anybody else? Okay, good job, everybody. Oh, Jane. Because so we can learn about God, and so we learn the books of the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good job, kids. You can go to your classes now. Go right out this way. All right. Okay, that was awesome, wasn't it? <laughs> Good job, kiddos. Anybody know that song? Do we, we want a group of adults to go next. Any volunteers? The books of the Bible? Okay, no. Well, that's one way we're celebrating 2023. That's what the kids have been up to this semester. They're learning God's Word, and that's something we value so much at New Day. And we thought it'd be really cool today. It's the last day of 2023. I don't know if you know that. I don't know if your calendar told you when you woke up. Oh, you did, they did. They did. Marilee says you did. Um, but what a perfect day to look back and celebrate what God has done together. And so what better way to do that than to share the testimonies of what he's been up to in our individual lives and in the life of our church family. So if you would like to come and share a testimony, now's your time. Let's just sort of form a line right here, and we're just going to take turns testifying to what the Lord has done. Woo! So some of you have already said you would. I'm counting on you to pop right up and form a line and somebody's going to come first, okay? While they, while they do that, <laughs> um, this year has been an amazing year. We've been up to a lot. I don't know if you've thought back about what, what's been going on at New Day. There were three mission trips this year. We're rest, restoring, renovating 19 acres of land We've gone out into the neighborhood again and again to share the good news with our neighbors. We've hosted events. And so I think some of those things are going to come out as we share a testimony. If you think of one you want to share, you can come and join the line, and we would love for you to do that. All right. All right. It looks like Kathy's first. Kathy and Chris? All right. Testify to what the Lord's done. I can't wait to hear. Okay. All right. Well, this was totally the Lord. Chris and I... Like, I called Chris and said, do you want to share with me? And she said, well, I didn't do anything. I said, you did. You did it. I did nothing. So we came to the conclusion that it was all God. All right. <laughs> so we had, I, um, I teach ESL, English as a Second Language, twice a week for the Kalamazoo Literacy Council. And last year, actually, it started last year. Last year, we got this, and, oh, well, I got to go back. 
Chris, at the beginning of the class, the semester, she said, she says to me, Kathy, do you know anywhere, she, I don't think you knew I taught ESL, do you know anywhere where I could volunteer to help um, with ESL? And I said, yes, you can be my assistant, that's awesome. <laughs> and, and she's the very best assistant I ever had in my life, she's amazing. And uh, so, so we got this student from Iran who spoke teeny tiny amount of English. And she was very young, maybe, I, was she 18? 18, and uh, uh, so we got to know her, and um, we, uh, you know, we, most of our talking was through Google Translate, and we got to know about her life, and she, she was born in the United States, and then her mother went back, took her back to Iran to, to take care of her grandma. Her dad stayed here, and they were divorced. And then, so then she came to the States, probably a week before we met her, and her mother was still in Turkey trying to get here, and she lived with her dad, who she didn't know at all, and she wasn't very happy with him. So that's the background. And so we got to know her. She's this animated, really excited girl, and I kept thinking, I need to invite her to the campus house. It's a ministry on campus that Chris's husband is the campus minister. And uh, I need to invite her, I need to invite her. And I just kept thinking, I kept putting it off because they meet at night and I hate to go out at night. <laughs> and so finally I invited her and she said, yeah, she'd love to go. I, I kept thinking she needs to meet kids her own age. She needs yep. to be exposed to the gospel. And uh, so... I still remember the night, it was freezing cold, we're walking across campus, we get in there, and several people greeted her right away and made her feel at home, and then we went in, and both Ben and Chris were texting back and forth with her, helping her to understand the sermon, and then after that, which is like 9 o'clock, they go to dinner over at the campus house, and Chris said, Kathy, I'll take her to dinner. You can go home. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Now, Chris can tell the rest of the story. Um, so we just hung out at the campus house, and the students were very welcome, welcoming to her, and um, everyone was talking to her on the Google Translate, which is a definite thing the Lord uses. Technology may have some difficulties, but Google Translate is our friend. And... Um, so we were there just for a few hours, and she was very welcomed. And as we were leaving, um, a Japanese student who was just with us for a semester, Kazuki, who is not a believer as far as I know, um, he just said to her, are you going to the retreat? And she says, what is retreat? What is retreat? And so when we're driving her home, we explained what the retreat was. And it's a, just a, we go up to um, Traverse City with a big group of 300 college students and worship the Lord and um, have teachings and workshops and um, so we explained to her it would be friends meet new friends and it would be great you should come and so she had to of course contact her mom in Turkey and get permission and so last minute we picked her up and took her up to the retreat and um, we she just she had her Bible in Persian I mean this girl was seeking the Lord in Iran and she 
I mean, he was working on her long before we met her. Um, and she just really wanted to soak everything up and asked every question and was there t um, with Google Translate with Ben for a long time talking about salvation and baptism and um, uh, Jesus being her Lord and Savior and how can I have this? And she was just ready to go. And um, so we spent a lot of time just texting her in English and her phone would translate and um, she wanted the she wanted Jesus to be her Lord and her Savior. And so that night when I said to her, do you believe that Jesus um, is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and your Lord and your Savior? She said that back to me in Persian in the room full of 300 people and was baptized that night. And um, she uh, video called her mom in Turkey, and her mom said, as soon as I get to the United States, I want to be baptized. So this girl was like a rebel, a rebel for the Lord, and she went through a lot, and she um, really just um, knew there was more than what she experienced in her life, and the Lord had been working on her that whole time. So I think in, in her story, we can say that um, when you feel this desire to invite someone to something, when you hear this soft, still voice in your mind, do it. When you, when you hear that voice, send a text. Just send a text. It's not that hard um, to just send a text. And what the Lord can do with that is amazing. And it was just um, really good to see that the Lord is, Jesus is pursuing us as his bride, and he loves us, and he has um, good works prepared for us to do. He has people for us to meet that will change our life story. And sometimes just it's a small thing, and just to listen for that small voice. Amen. Yes. Yeah, and I just I gotta share I gotta share the end of the story. Quickly, she came to class the next after the retreat and just said, oh, "It was the most wonderful, fantastic, awesome thing that ever happened to me." And then she moved with her dad to Illinois, and so we text. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Praise the Lord. Wonderful. Sheila. All right. So that last song is still making me a little emotional because it's like not just in 2023, but I can look all back through my life and how many times that God has been faithful and gotten me through some things. And um, just briefly, I'm just going to bring into this also that back in 1998, I went through cancer. And after I came out of that, I kind of decided, you know what, God, no, you're not for me, you know, so I just kind of asked him to leave my life for a little bit, and he did, and he let me feel it, and now it's like this year did not, he did not, uh, he, he still got me through some, some serious things this past year, and um, the one significant thing that I can think of was when on, we went on our missions trip, and just looking back how um, I can just see how from what I packed to wear and I wore that very day that I was attacked by dogs on the missions trip um, to how it wasn't even supposed to really be mine or John's turn to go to that door, but we ended up there um, and we were the only two people in our group that had pants on that whole day. So as aggressive as those dogs were, if it would have been others in the, the group and some of the younger people, I mean, I don't even want to think about how badly it could have been. Um, 
just in that John was strong. He, his um, instinct went into play to get these dogs off of me. Um, I really felt at one point I was going to leave there without my face or my foot. Like, I'm seriously, um, it was just really bad. But I was just looking back, I'm so blessed that I was with the people I was with. They prayed over me. They helped take care of me um, in a very vulnerable place. And I didn't have to go home and deal with having to go up and down steps in my condo. So that was a real blessing. Um, the healing was extremely quickly. Um, I have I am self-employed. I clean houses for part of my job. So as a self-employed, if you don't work, you don't get paid. And so God just really helped to have that healing go really fast. I have clients that didn't think I would get back to work for probably two months. I was back the week that I got back from the missions trip. I wasn't able to do maybe as much as I could have done. I couldn't do steps and things for a little bit. But, you know, God just Amazing. provided for me financially, was able to still do my job. Um, and, yeah, I'm just feeling very blessed. So I also, while we were on the missions trip, someone significant in my life um, called me out of concern. But, you know, it was like Satan really tried to use him to bring back those old, you know, God wouldn't let you, if, you know, if God loved you, he wouldn't let you go through this. Why did he let you? You were there doing work for him. I said, you know what? The work is still being done for him while we're here. It didn't stop us. <clears throat> and you know what? And I was able to um, use the examples of how God protected me from it being way worse than it actually ended up being. So, you know, whether that struck their heart or not, I don't know. But it was still a testimony. So Yeah, we're so grateful that she has her face, right? <laughs> We love you. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. I think it's such an important testimony, guys, because it's easy to just think of simplicity about Christianity. If I get saved, if I follow Jesus, everything's going to be great, right? And and you'll just find that reality will smack you in the face. You know, a dog will pop out of the door and attack you. Suffering is real. Everyone still dies. Even Lazarus, who Jesus raised from the dead, died again. That's reality, and we're going to go through it. But the promise is, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world, is what Jesus said. He's with you through it. He provides in miraculous ways in going through really hard times. Sheila's testimony is a great example of that. And there's hope at the end. Even if the worst happens, as a Christian, we have hope beyond death and the grave. And that is so important. That is grounding for us when times are hard and we can testify about things that are difficult life has changed forever sometimes when we lose a loved one or you know uh, things happen to our body and, and we live with it but god's providence is still there we still have hope he's still good his goodness is still running after us like we sang this morning thank you for sharing sheila that's really good wow Ever since I've had Marissa, we've always lived in situations where people were overdosing, fighting, and different things like that. In the last place that we lived, it was very, well, all the times that we've lived, it was very, very stressful. So I called Carrie about six or seven, about seven, eight months ago, something like that. And she said she had a place. 
but she had they had to fix it up and all that and it's beautiful they did such a good job and i just want to thank carrie and greg for being who they are in christ and that our lives are so much better and the neighbors downstairs they're beautiful well we need we need to pray them into the kingdom of god though <laughs> but Carrie, like I'll call Carrie up and say, Carrie, can I do this? Carrie, can I have can I have a cat? And she'll be honest with me and tell me no. <laughs> but she did tell me she did tell me I can get a small dog. <laughs> but I'm waiting for that. But what I just want to say is the family of God is very important to Marissa and I. And basically my my daughter and I, we don't really have family. And you guys are our family. <laughs> And the thing of it is, too, that I apologize and repent for not being very nice at times. And it's just, I told God a couple of times just recently, God, I don't like the ugliness that is inside of me. I really need your help. And I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. But I, I'm going to repent regardless how hard it is. So I just want to um, thank God for you guys and for the family of God. And I just also I want to thank Lori and Richard. Lori has been such a true friend to me. Mm -hmm. And when I had to go through the dentist work that I had to go through, Lori was right there with me. And there'd be just one time I told her and I wasn't even calling her to to ask her to give me a ride and she volunteered to give me a ride That's good family right there that is and we got to stick together amen thank you yes that's what we are right family for each other it's awesome Faye, come and share what has god done you this year oh i just love you guys so much amen amen you know um we've been in this area for over 30 some years i believe and um you know, um, this place has always pondered in my heart, you know, and, uh, you know, it's like it was vague in my mind, amen, you know, not knowing that one day this would be my place of worship, amen, <laughs> and I'm so thankful for that, and, you know, uh, the years that I've gone through, and then just recent year, and for 2023, amen, the Lord took me through it. Amen. And um, went through some troubling times, but I held on to God's unchanging wow. hand. Yeah. And, you know, I just prayed because I didn't want to be hidden here and there and everywhere. Amen. I love worship. Amen. And being in the presence of the Lord and God's people. Amen. And yeah. under good leadership. And when it got to the point, you know, I was holding on by a thread. And the Lord said, right next door amen you know amen. and uh, uh i just you know made up in my mind i was going to do what the lord wanted me to do i told my family i says look when i stand before the lord i'm not standing for nobody but myself i pray for my loved ones pray for my children my grandchildren you know i got some family that's doing some wayward things but we pray for them Amen. I pray for my son that he will totally just get where he needs to be in Amen. the Lord. Amen. Amen. And, uh, um, 
you know, I'm just so thankful, amen, even for the birthday card that I received, amen. And uh, are we all uh, thankful for the birthday cards? Yeah. Amen. You know, I mean, it meant so much for me. It really touched my heart. And my family came down, uh, part of my family came down yesterday evening. And we went out to dinner. And uh, uh, my husband, that's another story. I'm praying for him. Amen. Because, you know, family is family. When we can get together, we need to be together. Amen. <laughs> you know. And uh, um, uh, I, we went out. And I was waiting for my daughter and the family to, you know, to get into Kalamazoo. And, uh, well, he's a diabetic. I'm a diabetic and my son is a diabetic. But I wanted to eat with family, you know. And so he was in the rush, so he ate and he left. I said, well, I'll wait for the family to get in. And surely they did. And we went out Westnich and had dinner. But, you know, I'm just so thankful for you all. Amen. The love and the warmth that you have shown me, you know. And, uh, you know, I'm a crybaby. I'm a praiser. You know, so if you guys see me, you know, if the Spirit lead me to run around this place, I'm going to be found doing it. You know, I don't want to be out of place or out of air, but when the Holy Spirit moves you, you know, when I see the Spirit fall on uh, 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 um a pastor here and different ones, you know, uh, uh, we got to be used of God. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. You know, you never know what you're going to be faced with the next minute, the next hour, mm -hmm. later in the day, yeah. during the week. Amen. If you don't praise God. See, if I hadn't been a praiser, amen, before the Lord took my son, amen, I wouldn't be able to make it, amen. amen, but I held on, I prayed and asked the Lord to hold me up, to keep me, and he's done it every wow. step of the way. Every once in a while, I think about him, amen, and shed a few tears, amen, yeah. but I believe with all my heart, amen, because I saw a total uh, uh, change spiritually in him within the last I say six months, wow. amen, when he made peace between himself and his brother-in-law, amen. I told him, I just ministered to him. You know, he's a, uh, he was a young man in his 40s. I said, you won't be able to make it into the kingdom unless you get rid of the bitterness and, and the ugliness, amen, towards your brother-in-law, amen. What he did, it wasn't right. And sometimes it's really hard when you have tried to love someone and someone, you know, uh, uh, do ugly things towards mm -hmm. you. Amen. It hurts. And he tried to love his brother-in-law. So that put several years between he and his sister. He never stopped loving his sister, but they were kind of yeah, a strength. Yeah. You know, and his uh, 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 niece and nephew. Amen. And he loved and would do all that he could. I mean, that was the kind of person that he was. He loved his family. Amen. You know, and, uh, uh, you know, I just ministered to him. You know, I told my daughter, I said, look, I can't make him, but my prayer is that he will give it to the Lord because he's losing years and time, mm -hmm. you know, between he and his sister. Amen. Yeah. You know, and, uh, 
Yeah, and, um, you know, I saw, before he passed away, I saw the difference. Amen. You know, and uh, um, I just felt it in my heart that he's with the Lord. That Amen. Is wonderful. Oh, thank, thank you, Lord. I'm so glad you. that you were able to encourage him to let go of that bitterness. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. Thank you, Lord. We celebrate that. Thanks, oh. David. Hi. Okay. So um, this year I went on the Japan's mission trip. Um, now that you would know that if you came to the time we gave testimonies, because I was so jet lagged, I slept straight through church that day. <laughs> um, so I figured I would um, give uh, the testimony I would have given then now. And I guess um, I guess God using uh, my jet lag for good, because I actually have more information on it. Um, it's actually gotten even cooler than it would have been then. Um, so during the, on um, one of the la last days of the trip, we, like our whole team got together and we were, did uh, like a time of prophecy where we prophesied over everyone in the church. Um, and I've done prophetic ministry before. Um, I went to the Toronto School of Ministry um, and that's part of that school is you learn how to do prophetic ministry. Um, but after that school, I kind of went through a lot of difficulty in my faith. And so I hadn't really, touched prophecy since then. Um, and so that was like 2018, 2019 when I did that. Um, it was late 2019. I got back actually at the beginning of 2020. Um, so I hadn't done anything since then. So I was very nervous about doing this. Um, but we, I kind of just went into it and just kind of really tried to pull everything I could remember from it um, and really just trust God with it. And um, there was, it was going like fine. Um, I was like getting things and I was um, seeing some response from people. But at one point, um, this couple came up. It was this just a Japanese man and his wife um, came up and his wife, you could you could kind of tell there was like a little bit of um, tension. The, the man came up and he was like had this big stature, um, kind of like um, I think Sophia described it as like he was like the your stereotypical, like confident, like burly Japanese man. Um, um, and he just kind of felt like guarded. Um, and I pretty much as soon as they came up, I just got this like impression, like there's something going wrong in their marriage. Like they're having marriage problems. And so I, I like immediately kind of get this feeling and I'm just feeling led to like, um, just like prophesy like life into their marriage. Um, but uh, I think one of the other members of the team grabs the mic first and they pretty much start pr praying the same thing. Um, and we all kind of start going around all just prophesying like life into their marriage and their relationship with each other. And as we're going, I'm looking at this, this couple and they kind of go from like just standing next to each other to like they slowly move together and he like grabs her hand and they like start like almost hugging each other and like crying as, as we keep going. Um, and for the whole rest of that weekend after that, like every time he saw us, he like thanked us profusely. Um, he was like, his whole attitude was completely different. He was like a completely different person after that. And on the last day, um, he, they actually showed up at Dennis and Kaku's house as we were packing up and they gave us all presents, which is really big in Japanese culture. Um, gift giving is a really big deal. Um, so that like really spoke like that they really felt um, yeah. changed from us. 
we later found out from them, um, from Dennis and Kaku, um, his wife is saved, but he, Dennis has been like ministering to him for like almost 10 years and he still has not, he still wasn't saved. Um, he was like just really reserved, which is very typical of Japanese men. It's extremely difficult to get Japanese people saved. They're very resistant to it. And the men especially, um, just because of the way their culture is and, um, like they only they work six days a week they only have sundays off so getting men to give their one day that they're not working to come in to church is like really difficult to do um so they've been like working to try to help like get this guy saved for like 10 years and um like dennis like noticed a dramatic change from that prophecy and the work god did through us and we actually and that would have basically been where the story ended but a like at the beginning of this month, around the fifth, um, we got a text from Dennis and Kaku in our like team group chat that they had gotten together with them and he had prayed the salvation prayer. <laughs> and then, and on Christmas Eve, uh, both him and his wife were baptized in front of the church. <laughs> the same day we were doing baptisms here, that guy was baptized in Japan. That is so awesome. Wow. Thank you for sharing that, David. All right. <laughs> what did God do in your life this year? Um, I just want to give thanks and praise to God for um, healing my husband. Um, he's been through a long journey. I don't know if I'd be able to talk up here, but um, his recent pet scan a couple of weeks ago showed him cancer-free. He's still got more treatment to go through. But we're praising God for um, for healing him, and um, I'm not really a public speaker, so I'm sure he'll be up here giving you the full story. But I just want to thank. Him yeah, that's God. good. Yeah. Testifying of His goodness, no matter whether yeah. we're good public speakers or not, is a good thing. Thank good you. job. Thank you, God. Yeah. I don't know if she said that. That's Marilee's mom, <laughs> in case you didn't know, and her dad. And we miss you, Dick. We look forward to having you back at church when you're able to be here. Hi, guys. Um, I'm Kelly, and this is Joseph. Um, so 2023 was a tough year for us, um, and we're still figuring things out, but there was a few really hard transitions. Some of them were... Um, things we had thought about for years, and some of them just felt like they were sprung on us right then, um, and really, really tough. Uh, one of them was uh, Joseph, uh, the company he had always been at, um, wanted him to become a partner, and he, um, we just both felt like it wasn't the right thing. And so we decided together to, for him to turn it down and to leave the company, but it just met, met a whole lot of like moving puzzle pieces and a whole lot of unknown and a whole lot of being overwhelmed. And, um, and there was a couple other things in our life like that that were just really, really tough. And uh, we just did a lot of uh, getting on our knees um, and trying to figure out what was going on. Um, but looking back now at the end of the year, I just feel like I can say that... Um, God let us go through these transitions and these hard times, and at the end of them, um, looking back, we are able to see that he was 
able to put our hearts in a position before him that were more humble. He was breaking our pride down, and he was faithful to rebuild the situation into something that was more glorifying to him, and where our hearts are more um, humble before him. And, and breaking that, proud, that pride down is, um, you can't put a price tag on that. And it's, it's hard, but it, we can be grateful for it. Yeah, so uh, kind of like three main areas of uh, transition, um, job, family, and church. So we are new to New Day this year. That meant we, we transitioned church this year. Um, and so I, I think in kind of the ways that there was challenge and the way uh, Kelly had described it as kind of refining by fire, um, each of those, there's, there's God's provision um, that we can look at too. So uh, in the church family. I, I've been able to be a part of the men's ministry here um, with the meetings we do on Saturdays, which I hadn't done in quite a long time. Um, and so that's a big blessing. Uh, even kind of the little stuff, uh, sharing with each other and um, praying with each other, uh, it's meant a lot to me. Um, and, and we've been able to pray about some of these things that we were just sharing about. Um, to, we both are in new jobs this year. Um, and really God has provided, like we get to the end of the year and, and we look and God's provided financially and with consistent work and, um, what that, what that does for our lives and our families, um, is, is a big deal. And so God's provided there and in our family, um, uh, God has provided, uh, richness in our family relationships and, uh, the, it wasn't easy for even the two of us. And, uh, getting to talk a little bit last night it's uh today is our 12th anniversary and so i want to say i love you kelly <laughs> happy anniversary <laughs> thanks yes. thank you so much for sharing i love how she was able to start the testimony with, this has been a really tough year. This is, like just the reality of that is, that is good and okay. Like testimonies can start that way. And um, God sees us through and I'm just seeing that pattern. And it, I hope you're all feeling encouraged in that as we hear these testimonies. Justin, what did God do in you? Oh man. Oh man. Marilee asked me to, this week and I was like, Marilee, it's been a hard year. Do you want me to share actually? <laughs> she was like, yeah. Um, so there's three things I want to tell you about that God has done for me this year. Uh, the first one being the the actual privilege and honor of getting to lead the young adult community group has been such a blessing. Yes. Truly, we've met every week except Christmas Eve week. Yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, and after some of you know this, the Vine campus that I was a part of for years ended abruptly. Um, and now having the young adult group has, has met a need that I had for community and friends that has been really meaningful. So thanks, guys. Yeah. I love you. So healthy. Yeah. Good. Bearing good fruit. So good. Yeah. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, the second thing that God has done, which is kind of funny, I was thinking about it this morning. Um, there are times that I set aside to pray in the morning or in the afternoon, and there are, like, every once in a while, I get to hear Jesus praying for me to the Father which has been weird. I don't know. But it's been really p sweet and really precious for me to experience his love for me 
like over my head, you know, he's, he's just there and he's always praying and he's always concerned. And so I get to relax and say, oh, that's right. He didn't forget about me. He's still on this. He still thinks about me. He's still praying for me. He's still concerned for me. So that's been really great. Um, and just having a habit of listening to God has been, uh, amazing. That's the fruit of that. Um, but the third thing that God did is he's, I've just been meditating on this for a few months now. Um, He's been teaching me to ask for every need to be met. I was meditating on Luke chapter 4 where Jesus is tempted by the devil. And I've talked about this at the community group. Oh, (laughs) Sophia wasn't there (laughs) that week. Um, One of the temptations to Jesus was, hey, Jesus, you're hungry. Take this stones and turn it into bread for yourself. And Jesus responds and says, nah, I don't need bread. I have the word of the Lord. And I was reading that, and um, it it occurred to me, well, I don't get tempted to do magic tricks and turn rocks into food normally. Um, But I do get tempted to turn things that are not satisfying into things that I think will be satisfying. I am prone to filling my gut with things that are not really worthwhile, um, to turn job into meaning or turn relationships into satisfaction. And none of those things actually do. It's like filling your gullet with stones. And when, you know, Jesus responded, he said, no, no, no. Man doesn't live by bread alone, the things that I can do for myself, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Father. Only the words that God says can bring true satisfaction, true meaning, true purpose, true provision, etc. So I've been learning to ask and, and recognize the rocks that I put in my belly and, and recognize the need to go to Jesus and say, God, I have this need. Can you fill it for me? Um, and it's been beautiful. I, the, I've had a weird practice of asking God to provide my groceries right before I swipe my card, um, just so that I can mentally connect the dots that he's the one providing for me, not myself. So that's been great. That's my life. Yeah. Thank you, Justin. All right, Sophia, what did God do in your life in 2023? (laughs) Well, life is a blur. Um, I'm sure all of you guys know this. (laughs) But Dan and I, well, you, secret, um, Marilee texted us. (laughs) And she asked, and I was like, well, Dan's on sound, but I could say something. And then we're like, what do we say? And then we're like, whoa, so much has happened (laughs) this year. Um, We got married in May, and then I've had a couple different job changes, but um, it's the testimony that I was realizing was just that God has been faithful in every single thing. I could think of something, if I went back and could actually remember what happened each week, I could think of something that God did that week or even daily um, for us, whether it's like, a meeting a relational or spiritual, emotional, physical, financial need or whatever. Like, it really is that connection of, um, like, daily bread, like yeah. what Justin was talking about, but also, like, God being the Father and um, connecting with us, wanting to connect with us daily, wanting to meet our needs. He's not um, really waiting for us to beg <laughs> or... Um, cry about it but we can and he likes it (laughs) he's happy to help us when we do that like a good parent is happy to help their kid when their kid is crying um but something that i 
was really impacted by was also on the Japan trip. Um, I learned and was like coached and guided into um, praying in tongues and praying in the spirit. And I can tell like when I take the time to do that, even if it's just like five minutes and I'm doing something else or in my kitchen or driving, like I can feel the Lord working on me internally and he's bringing up things. And I was humbled by when Jemmy was saying like she was having behaviors that are mean towards people. Like, I'm not always nice to Dan. I'd like to stand up here and say that, but, um, and as connected as we are and as blessed as we are to have a good connection for our first year of marriage, it's like God's working on the times where I'm like snapping at him, (laughs) you know? And um, I can just sense that he's like turning me over and like renewing me. Um, So that's the testimony of nothing finished, but in process. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. So um, this is awesome, isn't it? Just hearing, it's so good. So we'll do these two, and then Jerry Birch is going to share, and that will be um, our testimonies for this morning. Okay, Hannah. Um, So was it last Sunday we talked about giving? Two Sundays ago? Yeah. Anyway, um, so that sermon, uh, I thought of a testimony and I almost came and, and talked to Kathy about it, and then I didn't, and now here's the time to share. So um, this is actually a three-year testimony. Um, wow. At the beginning of uh, 2020, when everything shut down for COVID, I lost my job. And um, I'd been there for five years working in the same coffee shop. And uh, I had started supporting some of my friends who were missionaries, um, four or five or six of them. At that point, so I lost my job and I was like thinking about it and I was like, I don't have like a, you know, financial source that's like consistent. Do I stop giving to these, these missionaries? And I said, I like talked about it with God and I was like, nope, I'm going to keep giving. Like, I don't know how I'm going to, you know, get money for everything, but like, I'm going to give. Um, and I kept giving for three years and I didn't have a consistent job during that time. Um, and God provided consistently above and beyond like what I could have asked for um, again and again and again. And just like that. Yeah. I like look back over it and I'm like, I didn't have a job for three years. And yeah, I was giving money to missionaries every month. Like that doesn't make sense, but God is faithful. Um, Like when, (laughs) when you do what he asks, he, he will be faithful to you. So yeah. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Justin. Hello, everyone. Um, This year has been wild for our family, to say the least. Um, uh, Well, I'll highlight a couple of things, um, but they paint a bigger picture, I think. Um, We, uh, Christy and I both um, have recently taken on jobs where we work from home. I say recent, over the last several years this has happened, and um, um, quickly we grew out of our home and um, uh, started making plans to uh, welcome Owen, our son that was born in May, uh, which many of you know the story, but uh, I'll just make it short. Ten years of in vitro, we had Nori, another miscarriage, countless miscarriages. Here comes Owen. Thank you, Lord. He's a little smiling, happy man, and we couldn't be happier to have this kid around. It's incredible. Um, Unfortunately, he has a double ear infection, we found out today, and starting some antibiotics. So um, he'll get happier. Uh, (laughs) But we, um, uh, geez, seeing this transition happen, we knew we needed to make more room, so we decided to um, 
uh, do an endeavor that we've always wanted, and that was to build a home, and we decided to build right next door. Uh, selling ours turned out to be a fiasco, and um, it all worked out. It worked out fantastic. In the midst of it, it seemed like, the, well, it was oh, the most stress yeah. that I was ever under in my entire life. Uh, um, a newborn baby, moving, building this house, seeing things complete, not being able to move in on time, not being able to sell on time, needing that money. I mean, it was... Uh, a lot, um, and it was very difficult on, on our marriage, uh, but we um, we made it, and we have a beautiful, beautiful son, we have a beautiful little girl, we have a, a new home, and everything worked out as it was supposed to. Um, it's so hard to see God moving in the midst of yeah. the trial, and uh, after the fact, looking back, I mean, yeah. we've seen it happen over and over and over again, and the thing that I'll, I'll talk most about is, uh, uh, most of our testimony has been that in vitro journey, and not being able to see him in the midst of it, but seeing afterwards, Every step of the way, he provided, and he provided people. He provided financially. He provided spiritually. He provided for our marriage. He provided everything we needed to make it. And in the moments that I was not strong enough, Christy was. And in the moments that she wasn't strong enough, I was. And there was a whole, I think, more than not, neither one of us were strong enough, and, and he was. So, I mean, he definitely sustained us through that process. Um, yeah, and, and now here we are. I'm kind of on the other side of it. Uh, but we've been able to add to our family and maybe that's done maybe it's not we'll, we'll see what's coming uh maybe a little foreshadowing um but um uh and then today is also our wedding anniversary today's today's uh today's today's 13 years so yeah we, we were one not not to be the one-upper i'm not trying to do that but yeah 13 years today yeah we should probably get to know each other that'd be probably a good fit um anyhow thank you everyone today's great uh, we, we love you Justin. oh Oh, I, I love what we're doing today because, you know, when Jesus healed the 10 lepers, only one came back to say thank you. And what today is, is saying thank you. We go through a whole year, we go through so much and we pray, Lord, will you do this? Will you move on my behalf? Will you come through? And he does. And so it's so holy. It's so good to just look back and say, thank you. Run back to Jesus. You did this. Look at what you did. We see it and we're so grateful. So that's what we're doing today. Diane, do you want to follow that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Diane can do whatever she wants around. <laughs> um, so I, I've shared some about um, that I was never going to go on a missions trip and somehow ended up in Tennessee. <laughs> and just how life-changing that's been for me. I remember before I left just thinking, I can come back a different person. Um, and, you know, and I've shared a couple testimonies about how I shared with people. I prayed for my neighbor. Um, so recently I was at Walmart <laughs> in the grocery pickup line and there's a, a young guy next to, you know, in the car next to me. And um, I got my groceries and I'm ready to leave and he's still sitting there. And so I rolled down my window and I said, did you order them from the wrong, because I've done that before, ordered from the wrong Walmart and had to go across town to get my groceries. He's like, no, I got my groceries, but my car won't start. And I'm like, oh, sorry drove off. <laughs> I got across the parking lot and God's like, you need to go back. And in the past, I would have, I would have been like, God, I want to obey, but it's just too much. I can't, you know, it just would have been 
really hard and I would have found an excuse not to. And there was still this, maybe I'll get back there and he'll be gone. You know, even though his car won't start, I'm like, maybe he'll be gone. So I go back and I pull up next to him and um, I said, you know, do you need help? Do you need something? He goes, oh, do you have jumper cables? And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I was going to ask if I could pray for you. And he's like, no, no, I don't, I don't need prayer. And I'm like, okay, so we got the jumper cables out and... Um, and, uh, you know, he was just kind of, you could just tell there was kind of this wall up, but he was thankful to be getting help. And um, he was about to start the car, and he said something about luck. And I was like, well, what about Jesus, you know? You know, Jesus, come and, and help. And so he started his car, and it turned right on, and he, he thanked God. And <laughs> wow. there was just this softening, and it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I left and, and driving down West Main and he was driving down West Main and I just continued to pray for him and just feel God's heart for him and I'm a different person. You are a different person. Um, so yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. I can't talk. <laughs> you do what you That was plan. a Walmart I saw that. <laughs> I'm going to try to do this together here. Um, yeah, would you? Um, I wrote, they called me, asked me to do this, and so I wrote a list. And then 2.30 last night, I got up and wrote another list. <laughs> and then I know that there's been a lot of people up here, so I, I'm going to try to paraphrase a little bit, but I really think that what I have to say is important to everybody. So, all right. So here we go. Um, ooh. Um, when he asked me, he said, "What do you think you might be talking about?" And I thought about it for a couple of days. And thank you, Joe. I have been totally encouraged this last year, and that's what I want to talk about. I have been encouraged by the body of Christ, not only in this building, but in Kalamazoo and in the world, and it has encouraged my faith tremendously. So I'm going to get started really quick here, okay? Tennessee was fun, but there was a lot of us. It was our first time, and it was, uh, it was concerning and scary and all the things that you do when you go on. A, and I didn't even have the part of going and knocking on the doors. So what I want to encourage you about from that trip is what I got encouraged by, all the different pockets of ministry that this one little church, maybe not so little anymore, in the middle of Tennessee that is sprouting beyond belief with little pockets. We went to a coffee shop, and in the back of the coffee shop is a prayer room 24-7. We went to a downtown street shop. We worshiped for hours. I just didn't understand where this little pocket came from. We had businessmen and women come to the church and not only take care of us for lunch, but shared what they're doing in, their, in the community. This church is just absolutely amazing. We got to go up to Jamestown, actually two days from what I understand. But the second day, this is a, 
a, a man and wife with little kids that have moved from Florida to Tennessee because God told them to go there? Nobody goes to Tennessee. Nobody wants to. I mean, he lived in Florida, and mom and dad, I mean, and here they are in Jamestown. In a, a warehouse, worshiping every Friday night. Every Friday night. For three years they've been doing it. Because God told them to be in Jamestown. I see so many pockets of believers. We have a tendency as people to, to talk the negative, to talk the gossip, to talk all that. We need to remember that we are not only a community, we are a little tiny pocket in the middle of Kalamazoo, Michigan, that God is doing wonderful things. Wonderful things. And if it's not just our church, it's every church that's out there. We're doing things for the Lord, and we need to let the people know that. So, page two. That was real paraphrased. I want you to know that there are things that I get to hear maybe because of what I do in the church that not everybody hears or sees. When I started to do something in the writing of the cards, it's been fun for me. It's been fun for me. I've been able to bless, but yet it's been good for me. How many people in here could name five people that work in our Sunday school? I don't know if I could have done it before. You know that we have over 20 people that work in our Sunday school? Over 20 people that work in our Sunday school. Behind, they're out the door, they're down in the corners somewhere, and they're taking care of our children. So here we go. I'm going to go through it really quick. First of all, who are these people? Think about if I'm talking about you, because a lot of these are going to be about you the body of Christ. Somebody helped on a horse farm for special needs. That's nothing in our building. That's outside there. Money raised for the Sagers. We raised a lot of money for them. You know what? I don't know anybody else that gave. Who else gave? Somebody gave. That was a lot of money. Who took the Sagers over to the other side of the state, when they needed to meet with their family. Who took the savers, the savers, savers out to lunch, to dinner? They like to eat, don't they? <laughs> Seriously. Who gave them their car? Who gave them a car for however many days? We took care of them. We were taking care of the body of Christ. Do you know that we have one person in this church that replaced all the light bulbs? Woo! Yeah! I'm telling you, and it wasn't just screw in and put a new one in. It was all wiring. Who in this church has taken somebody a meal? There's one person in this church that takes a meal to a, an elderly couple every couple of weeks. I, we don't got to realize that we are doing what we're supposed to be doing. We see the worship team. We see the tech. We see the pastors. We see that. And we thank you all very, very much for it. But there's out there that's so important. Somebody paid for a mission trip for one of the persons that went on. How many times does that happen through the years where we take care of those that are going on a trip? How many amongst us has helped someone move this year? 
Amen. Yes, and thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> Who, when communion was set up and jury wasn't here, gathered the guys together or the people together and took communion. Dave, you better get ready. Um, two guys. Guess in the last month went to Loaves and Fishes and helped on a Saturday. We have to know with summing it up how much is happening in our body of Christ because he's asked us to do something. Go do it. Mary talked a couple weeks ago about 1%. And I'll take the 1% in serving. Serve 1% more. Take one more meal, one more whatever it might be. And in my case, might be a hug. You know, Dan, is it a hug? Is it a gift? It is for you, Dan, and it is for me. You know, in Tennessee, we had these two families that gave us pontoon boats for the whole day to take all of us to go swimming. The man was in his 70s, if not real close to it, and I went up to thank him and his wife for letting us use their boat for them to get it hooked. For people that are boat people, you've got to really, they're, they're not... They're not all there. There's a lot of work to boats. <laughs> There's a lot of work to boats. You, got, I mean, you got to drive to the boat. You got to in the water. Anyway, the issue is when I thanked him, he said that's his ministry. When you're doing something for the Lord, think of it as your ministry. What are you doing? What are you serving? Where is it? He's asked us to serve, so I'll ask for them one more percent, right? And there is as many as I just read that many more that I don't know about. And some of them aren't even, again, that has to deal with this church. There's things you're doing outside the church, but you're still doing it for him, right? You're the light. So, that is paraphrased. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Jerry. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. Wow, what a great set of testimonies this morning. Thank you to all of the, all of you who shared, and I know there are so many more we didn't hear too, and um, I'm just going to let you know we're going to go a little longer than normal today. We didn't want to cut those short, and we've got a little more to share with you. So 2023 was amazing at New Day, and the places we go, as Jerry highlighted really well. We feel like the Lord has a theme for us in 2024 that we can begin to pray into and look forward to. And we start 21 days of prayer and fasting tomorrow. We'll talk about that in the announcements at the end a little bit more. Um, but this is something to pray into and something we're going to put energy and focus into in 2024 as a church family. And the theme, I was going to tell you a story, but I'm going to skip the story. The theme is rooted. And... Um, we're going to start the first eight Sundays of the year in a sermon series that's called Rooted. It's based on Colossians 2, verses 6 through 10, which talks about being rooted, built up, and strengthened in Jesus. And what a great way to begin a theme. But this theme is more than eight weeks in a sermon series. It's something we're going to keep leaning into throughout the year. Um, because the, we feel the, there's the... Isn't that beautiful? I love that graphic. We feel the Lord is leading us to be rooted into him in 2024, more deeply rooted in him. And that can mean some different things. You know, 
for some of you, you're new to New Day and you're putting down roots into this family and this community. It could mean putting down new roots into a new aspect of the Christian faith or an expression of it that you haven't engaged with or re-engaging with one, like David's testimony about doing prophetic ministry in Japan. That was putting roots back down where they maybe used to grow for him, but it's been a while. That's a great example. All of us can grow and deepen our roots in Christ. And, you know, we did a series just recently called Faith Renovation. I think some of us will find as we go into 2024 that our root systems need to be repaired or parts of it replaced or renovated. And so that's an aspect of it as well. And I have a list of three. I often do that sort of thing. So if we're putting down, that's like the what. What we're doing is growing, deepening roots in our faith. But what's the goal? Well, to stand firm, to be connected to the life of God, and to produce good fruit. Just briefly speak about those three. So I predict 2024 to be a lot like recent years, full of conflict, stormy, swirling stuff all around you. I think in our individual lives, we're going to continue to face difficult circumstances and trials. I think socially and politically, it's going to be a year of turmoil and trial and divisiveness, (laughs) to be honest with you. Um, And I think the Lord wants us to stand firm through it all. I think that is a testimony to his goodness. When we stand firm through times like these, And if we can be rooted and established in him, we can do it. We can do it. Second, we want to be rooted to be connected to the life of God. Think about a tree, right? It puts down its roots deep into the soil to do what? To draw up water and nutrients that give it life. Okay, so God doesn't only want you to stand in tough times and survive, but he actually wants you to thrive. He wants his life and his love flowing in and through you, bringing life to you, as we'll talk about in a minute, producing good fruit. So we can flourish if we are in constant connection with God. If we're rooted in him, we can draw up the life and love of God that we need to be healthy, strong, and flourish. We have an important part to play in the flourishing of others. Like Jerry talked about, it doesn't have to be a grand production. It can be simple but it's so effective. Trees in a forest actually share their nutrients with one another through their roots. I didn't know that till recently, but it's true. And so as we become more strongly, deeply rooted in Christ and stand together, we actually nourish one another. We can be a nourishment to those who have yet to be added to our number here at New Day. We are a connected family as believers. God wants to provide life and nourishment to others through you. Not just the people who talked on the microphone. Each and every one of you who believe in Jesus, he wants to bring life and nourishment to others through you in a myriad of ways. Okay, the third thing is produce fruit. The Bible talks about a tree of life has leaves that don't wither. They provide cover and protection and healing everyone. Fruit is nourishment, right? I love to pick a good apple in the fall in Michigan and eat it, and it gives nutrients and life to you when you do so. So think about the fruits of the Spirit. 
if we're deeply rooted in Christ and we stand firm and we bring up his life into us, fruit's going to start popping out of you. Love, joy, peace, all the fruits of the Spirit. And those fruits provide something to people who don't know him. Think about that. You bring joy to situations when you walk around in this world. You bring peace. You bring patience. You bring self-control when you walk around in this world. Those are the fruits of the Spirit. You're producing good fruit through being rooted in Christ. And what's inside a fruit? Seeds. When you share the good news, it has the power like a seed to produce new life. Right? What's the way in? Through the fruit. Right? We've seen, we have seen people come closer to God than before through simple things, but through the demonstration of the fruit of the Spirit. I saw, I spent a lot of time on the trail this year, you know, and just being warm and welcoming to people on our property. And, you know, I'm so glad you're here. You can walk here anytime. You're welcome at our church. You're welcome on this land. Come walk anytime. Yes, you can bring your dog and your kids. Play on the playground. We're glad you're here. You know, it's a free gift to you, just like our faith says that Jesus gives salvation as a free gift. And people go, wow, thank you. Thank you. It's through the fruit of love, you know, through the fruit of peace that they find when they walk in his creation on our land, that the good news is shared and can produce new life. We'll move. Okay. All right. So yeah, we're very expectant, looking forward to 2024. We want to deepen our roots into the things that we've been focusing on. We've seen momentum in the four focus areas from 2023, that we're a spirit and word church. We're going to continue deepening our roots into the word of God so that we're grounded, so that every work of the Holy Spirit is grounded in the truth and stability of scripture. And we're going to continue going after the spirit and getting even better at, and I want to say good job because I feel like we're pretty good at this, but leaning in, what are you saying? What are you doing, God? And being obedient to that and, um, and getting better and better at learning to hear God's voice. It's so good. And it's one of the things that we'll continue to be about. Also, we want to deepen our roots into outreach our goal with outreach at New Day is my circle. That's the people you interact with every day in your day-to-day life, like Kathy and Chris's testimony, right? That person they ministered to was a girl in their circle. That's going to be true of all of us. Or Diane, the person at the grocery pickup was someone in her circle. So we are going to see more and more testimonies of that. We're going to continue reaching our neighbors, the people that surround this building, we've, we've seen more neighbors come and be a part of this church family, and God's given us some creative ideas for next year that are in the, in the pipeline that we'll uh, get into later. But then Generous Beyond, we're going to continue um, reaching the world in the ways that God gives us opportunity to do so. We want to continue to deepen our roots into prayer and fasting. I love Sophia's testimony about praying in tongues. That that is a spiritual gift that we can do. And so um, developing a stronger prayer life where you can pray for longer, where you become more and more able to trust God because you just pray, you give everything to him. We're going to get rooted and grow there. And then finally, family. I just want to talk about this one for a minute because I feel like God gave me a prophetic word Um, And so 2023, he showed us prophetically, was a lot about the Lord fashioning a 
fresh wineskin for the new wine that he's going to pour out here. So it was a, a year of, a, of assembly. And in a couple months ago, he woke me up in the night and I had this burden and urgency. Well, what about all the people who've been here? They were part of the old wineskin. What about them? And he just revealed they just need to be soaked in oil and they'll be ready for new wine. And so we had the navigating change service and you guys were soaked in oil. And um, if that work isn't done in you, continue to press into that so he can refresh you. Because a wineskin isn't old because of age. It's old because it's been a long time since it's been soaked in oil. So now we're this wineskin, and, and so in 2024, he's going to pour out new wine. And one of the senses that I got from him, what was going to be a component of this wine? And he, I felt like he said, healthy family. And I felt this um, almost like an urgency from the Lord that he has people that he wants to send here that he wants to be a part of a healthy family. Maybe they've never experienced a healthy family before, and he wants to send them here. And so he's, he's prepared us and getting us ready um, to be that for, for each other and for all the new people that he's going to send. And so I would just encourage you to position your heart to be ready for that, ready for new relationships. And I've already seen you guys doing this well done, and let's continue to open up to the people who he's going to send. You're going to be a sister. You're going to be a brother. You're going to be a mother, a father, a grandparent to these people who are going to come through the door and to each other. And healthy family does not come easily. It is difficult, but we're up for it, guys. We can do this. That means being humble. That means forgiving each other. That means having tough conversations and, and talking about things and growing we can do this. It, he's a good father, and he's our example. And so that is going to be, uh, I believe, a, a, a cool part of 2024 as well. So actually, let's just close. Yeah, okay, so what we're going to do, are you okay still to do the last song? So what, we're just going to do the closing announcements, and if you need to go, go ahead and go. We did have one more celebratory song that we're going to do, um, but we just want to let you know a couple of things. Um, first, today is the last day if you would like to give toward the year-end gift. And thank you to everyone who has participated in this. Last week, we had a, a, a great offering towards it. So the goal with this to remind you is we want to cover all of the shortfall in our budget for the year. And um, we still have about 6,500 left in shortfall. So we want to break even at the end of the year. And then we have several initiatives that we want to do to better our um, property and this building to house the gatherings and to house the worship here. And so if you're able to give a year-end gift that's above and beyond tithe and offering, um, go for it. If not, we just trust God is going to provide. He's got this. Um, no arm twisting, no shame, but an invitation to come be a part of something amazing that God's doing. And, um, and then the last announcement that I want to tell you is tomorrow starts our 21 days of prayer and fasting. Yes, it's going to be so good. So you should all have a, a Bible reading 
journal guide in your mailbox. Raise your hand if you got one in the mail. If you did not get one, it's because we don't have your address. If that's you, there's booklets in the foyer. Pick one up, and while you're there, leave us your address so this doesn't happen again. And it starts tomorrow, and let's just press into what God has for our, us personally and for us as a church, and um, take the opportunities. Come to the Thursday night prayer meeting. Come to the Sunday morning prayer meeting. Just really devote. It's a first fruits. You're going to give your first and your best to the Lord of your time in the new year. And so um, I just bless you in that. Um, something Jerry said is sticking with me, you know, that little pockets of things are happening for the kingdom and he saw them and they weren't they weren't complicated or um a big production you know what i mean they were just simple faithful things i heard the lord say this and so i went the lord asked me to do this and i said yes would you guys stand with me we're gonna we're gonna do a last song of worship if you need to go you can but i think it's been over a year the Lord spoke to me through a podcast and they said that like what it means to be an effective church for us at New Day is not to have some brilliant new idea or do some slick thing. It's, it's for us to do the simple things really well. Read our Bible, pray, gather consistently and worship him. Be obedient and things like tithes and offerings and sharing the good news of Jesus producing the fruits of the spirit in our lives like jemmy said jemmy thank you for sharing i don't know where you went but what a great example she said i know i mean sometimes and i'm praying with the lord to free me of that and i'm sorry when i've been that way to you what a great example of that's not slick it's simple but it's true and it's powerful and so um as we ring in the new year we're going to do something simple and effective prayer we're going to seek the Lord with all our heart. And so this is a simple thing too and a great way to wrap up this morning is just singing praises to God. And um, I just look forward to seeing what he's going to do in and through each of you and in this community in 2024. Amen. I need that.
Bless his name.